Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a uh, new episode of Rando Rob. It is uh, Monday, the day after uh, Sunday, <laughs> but also the day after uh, Father's Day. So to all of you who are fathers or have a father, um, I uh, hope you had a good day. I hope uh, you, you were able to celebrate that with either your kids or your dad or both. Um, my wife comes from a family. Uh, I did too. Uh, so it's kind of a bad combination <laughs> where uh, we celebrate a lot with food. And so we had my dad over yesterday morning for breakfast, and uh, we we cooked up a big breakfast of of uh, waffles and scrambled eggs, not scrambled eggs, uh, sunny side up eggs, and uh, bacon and sausage and all kinds of stuff, and and um, had a good big breakfast. Then we did a bunch of cool stuff. We went to lunch. I went to lunch. My kids went, and. Um, uh, and it appeared like they wanted to be there, which is <laughs> always a plus, right? Uh, you know, it kind of stinks when uh, people come to visit or spend time on a holiday or something. And, um, uh, I mean, both my kids live here, <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's not like they had to travel far, but it, it's always nice when it seems like they want to, um, be partaking in the holiday. So that was, that was nice. And, uh, we went to this art museum thing called Factory Obscura which um, probably you've never heard of in Oklahoma City, and it is um, somehow related to Meow Wolf, which is in Santa Fe, which uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, which you've probably also never heard of. But it's a, just this really weird, bizarre group of artists who put things together in the form of a theme. And uh, Meow Wolf is all centered around a story about how there was a, a tear uh, and basically in a space-time continuum which opened up portals to the multiverse, which sounds uh, pretty complicated. But when you go there, you you explore a house, and there's all kinds of weird clues and stuff. But there's so much weird stuff to see and do inside the house that you don't have to really know the story or even care about the story. In fact, the first time we went, we, we've been twice. Uh, the first time we went, we didn't really know that much about the story at all. And it wasn't until we came back from vacation that we started um, researching online and finding all the stuff out. And so when we went back the second time, uh, we started really digging into, it's kind of like a real life mystery where there's no real answer. It's just trying to figure out what happened to these people that lived in this house. It's a very strange, bizarre, uh, art experience. And so they have built something similar in Oklahoma city called, um, factory obscure. It's in a art building that I believe is, or at least I know that it was, I'm not sure that it still is, but the, the actual physical building was owned by, um, Wayne Coyne, I believe is how you say his name. The, uh, uh, uh from the flaming lips who is from Oklahoma. 
And uh, I went there before it was Factory Obscura when it was just a art gallery and there's all kinds of weird art in different rooms. There was a a room inside called the Womb Room, <laughs> which when you went in, uh, everything was uh, uh, pink and there were beanbags to sit on on the floor and all kinds of uh, pink and, and red uh, pulsing lights and stuff like that. And they were playing a heartbeat type sound. Uh, 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 this is some pool hair. Our pool is... Uh, uh, the pool is finished, and so I was in the pool earlier and put a hat on. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that place was crazy before. And now the theme is audio is a mixtape. And so as you walk from room to room, all the different rooms have something to do with the joy of sharing music. But it's not always exactly clear what you're seeing or what's going on. It's just very strange. It's very difficult to uh, explain uh, until you've been there. But, uh, uh, and then again, it's, it's, um, like Meowwolf, it, it exists on multiple levels of, uh, of entertainment for young kids. And even my kids did this. They will give you a, um, a clipboard with a checklist of things to look for. And you can, like, there's a gumball machine hidden somewhere. There's a carousel hidden somewhere, um, you know, in the art that's in, in the place. And so, the kids kind of go from room to room looking for that stuff while the adults kind of, you know, might uh, look for deeper meanings in some of the artwork. But it's very, it was very interesting. And uh, there's also a lot of areas in there that's not really made for adults. You know, there were a lot of little cubby holes and things to cl crawl in where kids could go and just sit in these little padded rooms and stuff where the adults really couldn't get to them. So I thought that that was pretty cool too. But anyway, so we had a good Father's Day. Uh, and that really rounded out, you know, my uh, vacation. Uh, I was gone for a week. Unfortunately for the podcast, it was Wednesday to Wednesday, which kind of spanned two shows. So now I'm behind and, and I'm, you know, frantically putting together notes for this week's show. Um, and then uh, once we got home, we had taken off Thursday, Friday. Um, and uh, then Friday, then we got notified that Friday got changed from annual leave, which is what I had taken to an annual holiday because of Juneteenth, which was um, uh, very interesting uh, for me. You know, I've heard of Juneteenth. I honestly did not know that much about it. It's not something I ever heard about in school, not here in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, so what I do know is just from what uh, friends or coworkers have told me, you know, over the past, gosh, I mean, I, I probably haven't known about Juneteenth for five years, you know. And uh, so anyway, now that it's a a federal holiday, I officially got Friday off, uh, with pay. So, uh, I thought, you know, the, the least I could do is, was, uh, look it up on Wikipedia and read, you know, what the day is about and, uh, uh, what it's, you know, intended to commemorate and things like that. So it, it was kind of a learning experience for me. Uh, so we were off on Friday and then we had the weekend. Of course, like I said, we came home and the pools, uh, finished. So we spent a lot of time over the past couple of days hanging out in the pool, swimming, of course, uh, it's a hot commodity right now, you know, uh, new swimming pool. So everybody's swimming two to three times a day, <laughs> going and jumping in and floating around for a while. And so we're doing a lot of laundry of towels at the moment. Uh, towels seem to be, uh, uh, there's always a towel shortage. Uh, so we'll definitely have to get some beach towels for uh, out by the pool. Uh, and every time we do a load of laundry, I think we'll have to just throw a few towels in at a time because that, that seems to be... Um, uh, <laughs> piling up right now at the moment so anyway uh while i was on vacation you know we drove from oklahoma 
to uh, Florida, which was about 16 hours, but we stopped. On the way there, we stopped in Memphis, uh, and on the way back, we stopped in New Orleans. Now, the Memphis part uh, we is about eight hours away, so it's like halfway. So we drove halfway to Memphis, the next day drove the rest of the way to uh, Florida. By the way, if you don't, uh, if you're not following me on, on Facebook or anything like that, uh, or reading my blog, uh, my tire got slashed on my car while I was in Memphis. So uh, that gave us about an eight-hour delay. It kind of it basically took a, a whole day of, of the vacation side. Uh, we were planning on arriving at 4 p.m. and having the rest of the day in Florida that day, but instead we arrived around midnight. So we lost about eight hours uh, due to uh, someone slashing my tire in the valet parking lot. And they said, well, park at your own risk, you know, which is really irritating. <laughs> and then on the way back, we uh, went through New Orleans. And um, I've been to New Orleans before. I've been to Memphis several times. Um, but I guess on New Orleans, I guess we've always been on a nicer part of town because we actually went to um, – uh, downtown on bourbon street and it was i didn't feel safe most of the time we were there and of course we were constantly being uh approached by people asking us for money and there was a, a guy doing a shtick uh that said he would pay me money if if he could or he asked me if i would pay him money if he could tell me where i got my shoes and after several minutes of telling him no he finally said he would tell me anyway and then he said you got your shoes on your feet <laughs> <laughs> and um, then we didn't make it to the other end of the block and someone else tried the same thing on me. And so I, I cut him off. I said, actually, I'm an expert. I can tell you where you got your shoes. And the guy immediately walked away. And then uh, one lady just walked up. She didn't have a stick. She just said, hey, give me a dollar. I go, no. She goes, okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, but the the other downside of stopping in New Orleans is that it was only like four and a half hours from uh, where we were in Florida in the Panhandle, so uh, that left us with twelve hours to drive on the last day of the trip, which was a long day. We took two cars. My my son drove uh, my truck because uh, some of his friends went, and my daughter rode with them, so you know he had to drive the whole last day, drive the twelve hours by himself. So that was sure a long day for him. My wife and I switched off. You know, like every two hours, we just. Uh, that's kind of what we do now is about every two hours on road trips, um, we stop and top off the tank and switch drivers. And so that way nobody gets, you know, exhausted. And during your two hour shift, you're kind of responsible for, um, you know, getting your own rest and, and, um, because your, your shift is coming up <laughs> soon. So, uh, anyway, on, on, um, road trips, I've talked, I think I did a blog. I'm sure. Well, I, mean, I think I did a podcast episode actually about, uh, road trips, but, one of the things about road trips when I was younger, you know, I always I always wanted to get a souvenir. You know, I'm a thing kind of guy, you know, uh, and I, I would always buy stuff on, on road trips. But the thing is, you, you start getting stuff that just clutters up your house, you know. Um, uh, you just end up buying, you know, just crap. I mean, at least like if it's clothes, you can wear it. Like if you buy a – for a while, I was buying shirts from Hard Rock Cafe, so – and it would be Hard Rock Cafe Chicago or Hard Rock Cafe. There was one in uh, Memphis, you know, in New Orleans. So you would you would say, oh, that's where I was, and that shirt would remind you of it. So that's okay. But, um, you know, just buying just random stuff, at at uh, especially at those uh, souvenir shops and stuff, it's just junk, you know, and, and, and you don't get any use out of it, and it just, you know, 
sits on a shelf and then eventually your shelves are full and, and then eventually your rooms are full and your house is full. And it's kind of, kind of where I'm at in my life, you know? And so, um, anyway, uh, many years ago when my kids were young, we went on a cruise and we were at the gift shop on the cruise ship looking at different things. And there were, you know, t-shirts and little miniatures of the, the boat or the, the ship, you know, all these different things. But we saw, um, uh, coffee mugs that had the name of the ship on it. And we were like, well, that's cool. You know, if we got a coffee mug and, and my wife and I drink a lot of coffee, um, not we don't make a pot every day um but we we at least we at least drink one cup a day and some days we'll we'll finish off a pot you know before we start work which is pretty early in the morning so um uh that kind of started a tradition of us buying coffee mugs when we're on trips and and I just really enjoy that part uh because um it's something that we use we have a little display in our our uh, dining room where all our coffee mugs hang on the wall, and and you know we probably have twice as many. Let's see, fifteen that holds fifteen. That's another fifteen. So that's so we have thirty cups in the kitchen or in the dining room, and then I probably have another thirty out in storage in the garage. Like uh, because what happens is you know you start off with all these coffee mugs that are just like a plain white mug or a plain red mug or one that says you know world's best boss or whatever stuff like that just generic kind of cups but slowly we we take those out of circulation as we replace them in now the problem is we have about 30 that are all from different trips so we'll have to rotate those in and out too as well um we have a couple of rules and and one rule uh came from my dad which is he said i never buy a coffee cup that's black on the inside because you can't tell if it's clean or dirty (laughs) Now, I have a couple that are black on the inside, but every time I pick one of those up, I think about what he says, and I always look in there to make sure, kind of get the light just right to see if I can uh, see that the the mug is clean inside, you know, because if it's a white, if the mug's white inside or colored inside, you could easily tell if it's clean. But uh, anyway, so on this trip, I bought three coffee mugs, and one of them is not here. One of them, uh, I think, literally just says Florida (coughs) on it which was the first one I bought uh, because I, I wasn't sure we were going to find any other cool mugs. And then I found two other cool mugs uh, along the trip. And so uh, the first one I want to show you, which is a really cool mug, is uh, this one from the Ron John Surf Shop. You can see it's got um, a little green on the uh, logo here. It's kind of like a color rainbow thing. Uh, it goes green to yellow. And then there's some blue down there. And uh, so this is kind of what I was talking about on the inside. This one isn't uh, uh, black on the inside, but that's uh, it's almost like a rainbow kind of tie-dyed stuff. Now, I'm always a little worried about coffee mugs, uh, you know, with stuff on them. Like, are you going to be able to – cup has to be – or a mug has to be machine washable for me. I'm not going to wash it by hand. Uh, not because I'm – I'm too good to wash things by hand, but we have a dishwasher. And so we just have a system like things pile up in the sink, we put them in the washer and off they go. So if I got something, uh, we've ordered a couple of those uh, and most of them are okay, but we ordered a couple of mugs from either Zazzle or Cafe Press or one of those type places that faded and everything peeled off. And then you just got to throw them away. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't remember which one out of or one or two out of 30 
need to be hand washed, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but this one, I, I I can't really tell. It doesn't feel like it's something that's on there. It feels like it's painted in there. But uh, uh, yeah. So on uh, one of the days during our vacation, we went over to we were about 20 miles away from panama city florida which is a big tourist area and we went over to panama city and we saw the um ron john surf shop now uh i've i've tried to go surfing one time and it was uh we went on vacation in uh, texas and uh I believe it was Galveston and the waves were like two inches tall. <laughs> there was no possible way to surf. And this place rented, uh, Jeff went with us as a family vacation. We we're about 15 and this place rented us surfboards knowing good. Well, that there's no way to surf out there, but we paddled around and we had a good time, you know? Uh, but more for me, like when I was a kid, you know, I was uh, big into skateboarding. I, I did a podcast about, skateboarding and when i all these things when i say hey i did a podcast if you haven't heard that one just go to podcast.robohair.com uh and click on the uh, top link on the side under you don't know flack and um you can see all the topics so you can find one on skateboarding you can find one i believe there's one on road trips and i there's a big one about cruises if you want to hear that but um uh you know in in middle school and high school man i was big into skateboarding and uh, you would see all these stickers, you know, like Santa Cruz always had stickers and Vision Streetwear. And you would always see these uh, uh, Ron John Surf Shop stickers. And you would always see ads in, in magazines like skateboard magazines and stuff. You would see ads for Ron, uh, Ron John. And uh, we never had any of those stores in Oklahoma. You know, we had a couple of independent uh, skateboard shops, but nothing like these big chains that uh, existed on the coast, you know, in California and Florida. So when I saw the shop, I was like, oh man, we got to go in there. And on the, uh, uh, let me see if I can pull this up while I'm talking here. Uh, on the uh, Florida vacation. Uh, on the outside of uh, the building, there were a bunch of surfboards set up and um, like that you could get pictures taken with and stuff. That was really all it was. Um, and so I got my picture taken outside uh, of the, uh, uh, let me see where I can find here real quick. All right, here we go. Open with photos all right let's do it this way so this is a uh, a little bit of the area that's um uh down in uh, panama city let's see left monitor photos here we go uh so this is uh, my wife with a statue of a sea turtle <laughs> that was in panama beach and uh this is um this uh uh big pier pier park and there was all these little restaurants and there's a pier that went way out into the ocean and when we so we walked over there and then it was like five dollars to walk out on the pier and we go nah <laughs> we saw it from here it's all right i don't need to pay the five bucks uh and then this is uh this little guy is across the street this was uh this restaurant here there was a whole bunch of fun restaurants and i always take pictures of goofy faces and stuff like that because i always think oh that will be uh 
I could use that as an avatar <laughs> on a forum or something like that. Anyway, this is outside of uh, or the Ron John uh, uh, surfboard shop, and they have these surfboards where you can get your picture, you know, posed behind them. So uh, my wife, we took a, a bunch of pictures of her and then a bunch of pictures of me uh, standing behind the surfboards and stuff. I'm getting ready to make a, a, a surfboard um basically for decoration to put on my building out back to uh, face the pool side. So um, I was looking, kind of looking at uh, the way that they did the stripes and stuff on these. Uh, it doesn't look too hard to do. I'm going to cut out a piece of wood. It won't be uh, convex like uh, these are, but I'll use a, a router Dremel or something and, and make the edges a little bit round. <clears throat> um, anyway, this is uh, a bunch of the clothes that they had inside of Ron John. I mean, of course, big, um, uh, you know, hats and, and uh, shirts and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, these are all helmets, Ron John helmets, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, back towards the uh, skateboarding section. Uh, this is just some of the surfboards that they had. I just thought it was cool. They were all just lined up, all different, uh, uh, you know, colors and designs. And I guess some of them are different brands, you know, too. So uh, I thought that was cool. And uh, well, that's it. This was at the... Uh, place next door we went to that had a uh, beach uh, uh, <laughs> stuff for your house and that was a, a big Jaws uh, uh, bedspread and stuff everything there is uh, like every store just has you know beach uh, themed stuff you know um, all that kind of stuff so anyway uh, but yeah I, I just uh, really enjoyed uh, Ron John I ended up getting a um, a couple of uh, magnetic can openers that said Ron John on them somewhere. And I uh, got some stickers. I don't know what I'll put the stickers on yet. But the important thing to me was uh, uh, the coffee mug, which hasn't been broken in uh, yet. But uh, I will definitely be drinking some coffee from the uh, Ron John Surf Shop coffee mug. Uh, and so uh, after, our, after we were done in Florida, we came back and we stopped in New Orleans. One of the things that my daughter had found, uh, places that she wanted to stop, was this place called the Museum of Death. Now, I did write a blog post about this on robohair.com, but if you haven't read it, the Museum of Death uh, is actually based in California, but they opened a smaller ancillary museum in New Orleans. So there's only the two locations, and the New Orleans one apparently is much smaller and has a smaller subset of uh, items on display. Now, when you go in, the Museum of Death is divided into thirds. The The museum is divided into thirds. Um, I'm going to say the whole place, man, had to be 2,000 square feet or smaller. I mean, it was not, not really a large place. Uh, but the first third was all about skeletons, and they had several skeletons on display. They had some human skeletons. Um, they had a horse skeleton, an alligator skeleton, stuff like that. The middle third was my favorite part of the museum, it was uh, all about serial killers. And so they had some interesting things on display. They had, uh, for example, but but I will say this, they would have like a small uh, something on display and then they would fill the wall around it. So it looked, the display looked much larger than it actually was. Um, so for example, they had a wall dedicated to the O.J. Simpson murder case. And they had all these magazine covers covering the OJ trial. They had a TV that was showing uh, CNN footage from the OJ trial. 
uh, you know, newspaper headlines, um, and just all different sorts of stuff related to the case. And, and, uh, you know, and then on this little area, of course, encased in glass, uh, was a piece, uh, a lock, a small section, a lock, I guess, of Nicole Brown Simpson's hair from the murder scene. So it had some blood on it and, and it was hair and it was in a glass display and everything that they have there is real, you know? Um, but if you were to just hang that on the wall, I mean, you'd have an entire empty wall with one little thing. So they, they, it really filled in the area around that. They had a lot of uh, Charles Manson related stuff. Um, they had a lot of artifacts that had come from Spawn Ranch, which is where Manson's family was hanging out out in the middle of Death Valley. Um, there was um, a couple of pieces from some of the dune buggies that they were driving around out there. There were shingles from Spawn Ranch and some dirt from out there. Um, they had one of Charles Manson's original... I say original, they had one of Charles Manson's uh, prison shirts that he had autographed, so it's uh, part of his prison uniform, uh, and some of his original artwork and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a weird feeling to be like six inches away from, like, you know, it's not like you're looking at a picture of something. It's like, man, Charles Manson painted this picture, and now I'm looking at it. You know, you're you're very close to the the source material. So they had a lot of letters um, and paintings like from, uh, Henry Lee Lucas and, um, John Wayne Gacy. So, and they had letter like prison letters from those guys and some of their original artwork and stuff like that. So a lot of interesting, if you're into the kind of macabre kind of stuff and serial killer and true crime stuff, they, they had a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, and then the back third of the museum was all about like autopsies and, you know, then they had a little theater in the back that was showing like kind of like faces of death kind of uh, footage, not the the fake stuff, but the real stuff, you know, like eight millimeter um, news footage of, you know, eh, people that have been in accidents and stuff like that. It, it didn't do anything for me. You know, I, I'm uh, uh, I, I think the older you get, this is my theory, but I think the older you get, the more valuable life becomes. Uh, so when you're a kid and you, you're like, oh, man. I want to see, uh, you know, all this footage of people that have been, you know, jumped out of buildings and landed, you know, and, and, you know, there's that morbid curiosity, but the older I get, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to see that man, because that was, you know, somebody's dad or somebody's kid or whatever, you know, and it, it just makes me sad. So, uh, but the autopsy area was interesting, but the most interesting about the, the, that area of the museum was they had one of Dr. Jack Kevorkian's original, uh, suicide machines, these machines that he built to help people, uh, you know, take or in their own lives. And uh, the first one that he built uh, used a combination of chemicals and he could only use it twice because he lost his uh, doctor's license and uh, then he couldn't get the chemicals anymore. So he had to make another kind. He made a second one that used carbon monoxide. Uh, but that the first one that he built was called the uh, Thanatron, I believe. And I Googled it afterwards or, you know, put, or looked it up on Wikipedia and it says, you know, I read about it and then it says this is currently in the possession of the museum of death. So it's like, I mean, it is the real thing. And that's another thing. It's creepy to, um, uh, uh, be looking at something and you're like, someone used this, the two people use this to end their own lives. It's very, very strange feeling. So. Uh, which doesn't, none of that explains why I decided I needed to own this, which is a coffee mug from the Museum of Death in New Orleans. And I had some different ones and 
not all of them. I mean, they had some kind of gory looking ones and just different goofy stuff, you know, but I thought this one did it. And then on the back it says, have a great life, which is, you know, <laughs> and plus like I'm right handed. I think, you know, obviously most people are right handed, um, except for everybody in this family is left handed, except for me, my wife and both of my kids are left handed. But if you're right handed and you're drinking from this mug and it's like, have a great life. And people go, that's a nice mug. Oh, yeah, it came from the Museum of Death. <laughs> but uh, so I enjoyed getting both of those mugs. Uh, they will go into regular rotation in the kitchen. I don't, uh, they're not, you don't put them up on a shelf around here. I mean, they get drank out of and occasionally they get broken and stuff happens to them. But, uh, um, you know, the <clears throat> now that I think about it, I know that I said on the cruise, the first one that we bought on a road trip was a, a Peeps mug because when we went to uh, on our, the way home from our cruise, uh, which came uh, which left through Seattle, and we drove, and on the way home we stopped at the um, Mall of America in Minnesota, and inside the Mall of America, in the middle area where all the uh, you know that's the largest largest mall in um, the continental United States now. Um, it's not the largest mall in North America. The uh, Edmonton mall is larger, but, uh, this is the largest mall in, in uh, the U S and in the middle is like an amusement park. There's a roller coaster and a log ride and all kinds of different stuff like that, a huge arcade. And they had a, a peeps store where you could go in and buy all you could buy was peeps, uh, candy and t-shirts and things like that. And, uh, they had mugs. And so I bought a peep mug and this is a funny story. When we got home from the road trip, I opened it up and the mug was broken. So it got broken and I mentioned it on Twitter and someone who followed me knew someone who worked for the Peep Corporation and they reached out to me and they sent me a replacement mug. <laughs> it was really super cool. So that was uh, really kind of the beginning of the coffee mug tradition on uh, on trips. So now there are two more, one for the Museum of Death and one for uh, Ron John Surf Shop. So uh, I love vacations and I love road trips, but I am of the age where when we get home, I need a vacation from my vacation. And so that was kind of what the end of the week was last week was to uh, just relax, sit down, regroup. And now it's uh, back to work. I uh, worked today, worked past tense, uh, worked today. And um, now it's time to get back on the grind, get back on the podcast microphone. So uh, thank you guys. Um, uh, I uh, listened to a bunch of podcasts on the road and uh, had my spiral notebook. You know, I, I, I take notes on my phone. I take notes uh, using Voxer. I take notes on all different kinds of apps and different things. But a lot of times when I just have a blank piece of paper and a pen in my hand, ideas will come out. And so I, I was making notes about shows that I wanted to do for You Don't Know Flack and um, Sprite Castle. So um, there's no shortage of material. There's a lot of uh, uh, ideas in the shoot. So And there will definitely be a new episode in the next couple of days coming out. So watch for that. And uh, it's great to be back. And I will talk to all you guys soon.